Good morning. My name is Pradeep Manikthala. I am a young-looking middle-aged fella. Um, married to this God-fearing, God-loving, wonderful woman. Um, father of three, um, grown-up children. Um, I'm a chartered accountant, a business, business junkie. Um, and nuts about Jesus. Yeah, that summarizes me. Um, what's the difference? Okay, what's the difference between being a visitor and being family? Okay, so we visited, I think, Venice Salvadori Museum. Okay, this Indian knows nothing about art. Okay, I mean, I know trigonometry, I know calculus, art is zero. So I thought Mona Lisa was named Mona Lisa is because he wasn't smiling very well. Okay, when I was growing up, that's what I thought. I thought she's got a mourning face, that's why they named her Mona Lisa. So when we were visiting Salvadori Museum, the curator, you know this guy who speaks to you where you put earphones on, he was named Mark Ryland. So I said to Kavita, I said, we've got this Ryland fellow. These guys are knowledgeable. And he truly was. I'm saying he explained to you, oh, this is how this picture is. And suddenly I was an art critique. I was looking at that picture saying, I understand this. Okay. At home, some, I think we have a picture from Sam, our godson. Okay. And he's drawn a circle, two ears, two hands, two legs. Stick it on the fridge, you know. When my buddy comes, he says, is this Sandeep? I said, no, this is Sam, my godson. And I say, it's fantastic, isn't it? And the buddy says, yeah, yeah, I can see artistic ability there. <laughs> it's nonsense. <laughs> but that's the difference between family and visitor. When you're a visitor, you critique it. When you're family, even the crooked circle... You see art in. Today, we're going to be family and experiment. We're not sure, are we going to hold the service downstairs at any stage? How is it going to feel like? I'm frightened, we're considering. Maybe it'll be good, maybe it won't be. So today, we're going to experiment. So I'm going to draw a crooked circle, and you're going to adore it. You're not going to critique it, are you? <laughs> Any questions arising during my talk, this is my phone number. <laughs> Text this. If you can't read it, it's 077210 Otherwise, after five minutes, raise your hand. Let me get into the rhythm of things. Okay, interrupt me and we'll deal with it. So those of who I actually had requested two talks. Okay, I said to Andrew, I'd like to give two talks. And this is my third one. So I had content for two talks. I had good content. And the third talk, I thought I could just black it. You know, I could just say something. Okay, and I promised. Remember I stood up last week and I said, I was going to tell you the funniest story about my marriage, didn't I? Yeah. And I thought, you know what, prepare this group. I can tell a story. I don't have to prepare. Why? Preparation is struggle, you know. How long have I got? <laughs> Ten minutes he goes. Prep, prep, preparation is struggle for me at the moment. I'm at the busiest time of my work. 
Okay? The currency in India, you know about it, queues. My factories, they are phoning me. I've got clients going on, accountancy, care homes, blah, blah, blah. And then 6.30 yesterday evening, my dial, darling, righteous, God-fearing wife declares the following. She says, we do not wish to listen to your life stories. Are you going to preach the gospel or not? So all my, I can just turn up and speak, went out of the window. So I now have to share something. Ill-prepared as I am. So we are going to do the following. Okay, this is called audience participation. So if I underperformed, you are partly responsible. <laughs> it's an old trick. This is what we're going to do. Okay. I have lots of thoughts, ill-prepared, but hopefully my Savior has put something in me. And you are going to help me string it together. So if it doesn't work, you are really ineffective prayer warriors. Okay. So we're going to take just a few seconds and pray for me. Is that okay? You lift up your faith. Father, I have lots of thoughts. I pray that you string them together so that it looks like a beautiful, beautiful necklace. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, those of you who were <clears throat> unfortunately not able to come to the first two talks, let me just recap. Okay? I started with death. One thing that drives me is when I face my creator, okay, he's going to bless me because my name is written in the book of life. Okay? I am convinced of that. That's what the Bible teaches me that my name is written in the book of life because of the finished work of my Savior, Jesus Christ. But there is one more book in heaven. Well, there are two more books in heaven, but the one I focus on is the book of works. Okay? And I shared with you that part of my life is driven by filling that book. Not out of fear that suffocates me. Okay? But there is a fear in the Lord. There is a fear that just freezes you up. And then there is a fear that actually drives you to oblige. Okay? It can be loving. It doesn't need to be with a stick. Okay? And my Savior has both the rod and the staff and he guides me. So my life, purposeful life, is to fill that book. Okay? Because it says that he has predestined me to do good works. So he has decided, look, Pradeep, this is your job list. Okay, and, I, and he expects me to do it. Okay, now I know some of you are thinking, well, I want to belong. I want to be agreed. I cannot function as a servant. That's not what defines me. I function as a son. But to be a son and to do nothing... I'm not sure that works for me. Okay? I'm not sure it works for me. What works for me as a son is, I go about my father's business. Okay? 
And I believe my father is purposeful. That's what the Bible shows. That the creator of heaven and earth is purpose driven. He's secure in his identity completely, but he is purpose driven. Okay? The second talk I shared was why do we go through struggles? What is the purpose of struggles? Why has he added this to us? It's like Sankarsh, I introduced a word, wrestling. <coughs> wrestling with what you're going through. Wrestling with faith. Wrestling with talents he gives you. Remember I mentioned to you the three types of talents. One talent, five talent, ten talents. The one talent who buried it in the ground, tough cookie, got punished, yeah? The fellow who had five talents and multiplied another five, I shared about unreasonable return. Okay, the, the benefit he got was not commensurate to the investment he made. It was lavish. The fellow who had invested and got from 10 talents to another 10, it was massive return. I think I did a conversion of the gold rate. Okay, and it was as if the guy who got 10 packets of gold and made it 20, it was the equivalent of being given the wealth of Adelston, Chertsey and Walton combined as his return. Okay, if you convert it in current day terms. So I shared with you the purposeful life of living and I shared with you my thought about suffering. And it is my kind of presentation to you. At, we don't belong to the team that after death you get seven virgins throwing rose petals at you. Okay. We belong to a team who are called to judge angels. Okay. Now, angels are great, but they do have, they do have an innate tendency to be disobedient. Okay. So you had one third fall. Okay. So you're going to be called to be discerning. You're going to be called to be saying, no, 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 not this way, maybe this way. Why? Because... That's the discernment God is imparting to you. That's what the Bible teaches us. So we did death. We did middle. I'd like to do birth today. Is that good? Shall we do birth? Okay. Right. The danger about what I'm going to share with you is three guys have already done this and they've done it better than me. Okay. Peter did it first. Two weeks ago. Then last week Andrew. And then Nathan came up with the word, and I'm thinking, Father, you know, come on, let it be original from me. Why do you have to get me to repeat things? But you know, there's something about the Holy Spirit. Okay, it moves like a flood. Everybody gets it. Okay, so that's the submission I'd like to make to you. So let's go to the very beginning. Genesis. Okay. Right at the beginning, what happens? You guys are there, aren't you? You with me? What happens? God speaks creation into being. Yeah? For the first five days, He speaks creation into being. And it's vast. It's big. I don't know whether you remember that diagram where it shows the earth, this little dot. Okay? And it shows our galaxy. And it says, oh, by the way, this little dot is our galaxy. Mm -hmm. 
and there are all these galaxies okay and that was created one day okay it took one day okay then separate water and land one day then let's fill the sea with fishes one day you're getting the rhythm going out come and do the action with me one day right then the birds one day and then comes the sixth day okay and it's not speaking it and he says i'm going to get the ground got to get some mud i'm going to form this man okay now can you just imagine the capacity you know i i if i was there which obviously i wasn't i would be saying to him okay let's assess your work time ratio krishi will know this okay you know how much work are you doing and what are you producing so first day all of this second day all of that fifth day just one human being do you get it and the bible teaches us he says let us okay okay did you get that i think it's genesis 20 120 something in it ah oh, let us okay so suddenly we have a community this is when we get introduced to companionship what we say the triune god let us okay not speak it form him make him now can you just imagine the god of creation who made all of this in one day spends an entire day forming you because you know that's where it started isn't it you just a photocopy isn't it so you represent the original don't you you represent the true image of the original one of the ways i make money not a lot of money is when people come to me with a document they want me to attest it okay so because i'm a chartered accountant they say can you attest this that this is a true copy of the original okay so i put a stamp on put my signature put my qualification then depending on the good looks of the face i decide how much to charge <laughs> listen my signature has value <clears throat> and that's what who we are we are a photocopy of the creator spending an entire day forming you in whose image in his image and who is the his it is the us okay that's the start that is the birth of my purpose okay right now that i exist okay and i'm a photocopy of him look listen i'm not an academic you just run with this okay and what you don't like if i'm wrong ask andrew he's the learned one okay if it's your first visit it's not an ethnic situation here we got from really clever guys andrew felix adrian i'm just the jumped up accountant here so don't judge our word according to me okay right so let's get back to where i was where was i okay so can you imagine <clears throat> 
God. Five days of creating all of this. Okay. One day, so much preciousness of creating you. Then what does he do? And this I find absolutely really honorable. I was going to use a word which was not appropriate, like crazy. But it is what it is. It is absolutely crazy that he would trust his entire creation functionality to you. Because that's what it does. You see, what's his first, what is the first task given to Adam? Name him. Name them, boy. Name them. In current European culture, naming something is just giving a name. The culture that I come from, India, the Hebrew culture, that culture, naming something actually was not the name given to it, but the attribute of that. Okay? The attribute of it. He wasn't saying to the lion, okay, big mouth, small belly, you are lion. To the cow, small mouth, big belly, you are cow. No, 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 no. I would like to submit to you that what Adam was saying is you are milk producing, sustaining. Okay, You are a cow. You are the king of jungle. You are the lion. And he was prophesying over them. He was speaking over them how they were to fit in this creation. What their functionality was to be. What their purpose was to be. Can you imagine the creator giving you that authority that you actually speak over while you name the attribute of what he has created? Look, that's, that's my thinking. And I think that's great pleasure, great privilege and fantastic burden. Can you just imagine Adam saying, I need to get this right. Father, have I got this right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a cow. You know, the other one has also got four legs and a tail and a mouth. You know, is it a laughing hyena? I don't know. I don't know. You know how do I do this? You know? But I think, I think, okay, what he said was the nature adopted by what had been formed. I was 18, story time, okay? I was 18, <clears throat> I was doing a um, foundation course in accountancy. I did, did about law, I had five lectures, six lectures, maybe ten lectures of law. <clears throat> and I befriended a group of Sri Lankan guys who were doing, I think they were doing their postgraduate LLB study. So these guys were studious. So I kind of befriended them and said, can I read your papers, okay? So I would sit and read, uh, you know, I was a geek then, sitting, reading their papers and analyzing their things. And <clears throat> he'd written his paper for submission. And I'd only had about 12 lectures on libel, tort, contract law. 
<clears throat> and I decided to give him my opinion. Okay? And I said, well, you know, this is what I think. Okay? And he made a statement. <clears throat> he said, when you're in a coconut and there is a hole in it, what you see of the world is not all there is to it. <coughs> I remember thinking, well, this is wise. And I felt really stupid. Okay. So I withdrew my opinion. I thought, I'm in a coconut. Okay. Can you just imagine Adam labeling these people, naming them? Does it resonate with how our God functions? I'd put it to you. Does it resonate with how we see Yahweh function? I think it does. Okay? Adam made out of ground. Eve, help. Yeah? Then what happens? Okay, now this is called audience participation. I'm going to fill up my sermon time. Okay? What's the next one? Abraham? Yeah? Abraham? Oh no, we have some others. Remember Sarai? Yeah? Wife of Abraham. Yeah? Yeah? Sarai means what? Hmm, attitude of a prince. Okay. Sarai means attitude of a prince. It resonates with slightly egoistic. Hey, I'm the prince. Okay. Let's get this right. Let's get the role right. Me prince. You pleb. That's what it's trying to say. That's what Sarai is. Oh God, what does God say? No, no, no. You're not Sarai. You're Sarah. You are the princess. You are queen. You are Pratham, you are the first. Abraham, father. Yeah? Respected father. Transformation. Father of nations. Yeah? Let's just go through the Bible. Then we have Isaac. Remember, he laughs. Right? Isu, can you just imagine this one? Means he's hairy. And he was. Jacob means he grasps the heel. Can you just imagine being growing up, being a leader of people, and just being named the one who gets hold of your heel? Okay. A pathetic name, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what does God do? Okay. He, Jacob wrestles with God. Okay. And God says, listen, it's morning time, let me go. Okay. Jacob doesn't say, it's morning time, have you had enough? God says, it's morning time. Can we stop this now? And he names him. Why? Because Jacob says, I ain't letting you go till you bless me. And God says, I'm going to give you a new name. The one who wrestles with God. Okay? I don't know about you. I would love to wrestle with God. Can you just imagine? I'm going to hold him and say, okay, ain't going to let you go now. Ain't gonna let you go now. You gotta kiss me. Ain't gonna let you go now. <laughs> Isn't it? Bless me. Rachel. She named the son Benori. Okay. Son of my trouble. The father says, no, no, you're Benjamin. Your son. Okay. Let's just go through. Call out. Do you remember some other name changes in the Bible? Okay. Call out. Go for it. 
The Old Testament better because I've got something waiting in the New Testament. <laughs> Peter, New Testament. Hold that thought, girl. Hold that thought. Shall we go to New Testament? Yeah. Shall we jump it? What I'm trying to say is names matter to God because he defines those according to your characteristics. That's what prophecy is all about. So we have the father of John saying, listen, if in case you get it wrong, I'm going to make you silent. When you declare he is John, open. Okay. Christ gets hold of Peter. Okay, and says, you are Cephas. You're going to be the rock. Okay. Then we have this beautiful, beautiful thing, don't we? We have the declaration from sky. My son. My son. What does it say? My son? No, no, no. It says, my beloved son. Done nothing so far. Okay, just ran away three days in the temple. Parents are searching. What are we going to do? Now, my beloved son. Transformation. Okay. Total transformation from one state to son. And I believe that's what God offers us. Okay. So last week, Nathan invited that we're going to prophesy over people. Okay? My name's Pradeep, means the dispeller of darkness. Ah, good name, no? Yeah, good name. Kavita's name is love poetry. Yeah, total. It's from Sanskrit. Okay? My name is Maniktala. Would you like to know the name of Manik Tala? Yeah. Story time, yeah? So about um, 250 years, 300 years ago, Manik Tala's were a clan. Manik is red gem. Okay. Manik is a red gem. Tala is smith. So we were gemsmiths. We were jewelers. And <coughs> in India, you know, you might have thought, how did a country so small for 200 years rule a country so large? Have you thought of that sometimes? I'll tell you why. Okay. Because this, this cultural thing happens in India that you do not attack the household of your daughter. Okay. Son, you can attack. Okay. The household of your daughter you do not attack. So in those days, kingdoms would marry a daughter from every other neighboring kingdom. So you were related through marriage of daughters. So you wouldn't fight with them. And if you don't have to fight, you don't make arms. You don't make arrows. You don't make guns. You just live in peace. So Manik Talas exploited that thoroughly because we were gemsmiths. And where we were living, the king had 350 wives. He had married everybody. By the way, in those days, you didn't have to go to get married. You had two swords. One ceremonial sword and one fighting sword. You could send your ceremonial sword. They would tie the bride's sari to the ceremonial sword and bring her back. 
And she's your wife. How convenient, isn't it? Don't you miss that nowadays? Boys, you're thinking, hey, that is, come on. Stop that thought. So this kingdom had about 300 plus wives. And we sent a bill for our jewelry. The bill was so large that the king decided to issue a decree that if there was a single Manik Tala remaining in the boundary, in the borders, by sunset, he would be killed. So we had to basically leave everything behind, only clothes, and go to what is now Pakistan, out of Rajasthan. And there we had to trade. So we started selling chickpeas, peanuts, roasted peanuts. So the motto of the family is, one day we were selling diamonds, one day we were selling roasted peanuts, but we survived. And that statement, I thought, well, great, great family, great clan. You know, we are survivors. Okay. And then we have fishermen. Remember Peter? And Christ says, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Okay. It took some time for him to bring it to reality. Okay. You see, sometimes... It takes time. That's what discipleship is all about. Discipleship is pursuing something in one direction, in obedience, and just going for it. I think it's discipleship is a long obedience in one direction. I kind of wrote that down. Andrew must have said it some time ago. Okay. And that's what Peter had to do. Long obedience in one direction. And even when he wavered, Christ got hold of him. He ain't going to let you go. You are the rock. Spoke over you. Changed your label. Yeah? Redefined you. And that's what I think our Savior, Creator God, gives us the authority and the ability to do. So those of you who are prophetically gifted and those of you actually quite frankly are not considering yourself to be prophetically gifted. Why would you exclude yourself? The Savior is with you. You're blessed by the Holy Spirit. Okay? I'd like you to just take just a few seconds and say, Father, speak to me. Okay? What can I say over people that that is now their identity? That is now their name. That is what defines them. And I would like to invite you later on to do that, to indulge. This is what family is, remember? In a crooked circle. (laughs) Oh, he's got artistic ability. What I might be doing is experimenting. How do we do this downstairs? I don't know. Open it up to the forum. Is it chaos? Maybe. I don't know. But at least intentions are okay. Okay? Right, let me just get back to my notes. Hmm. See, when I, 
Then I became a Christian. I learned this thing about being born again. Okay? Being born again to a new identity in Christ. Okay? That Christ had given me a new identity because I'm no longer just in existence, but I am son. Okay? And the Holy Spirit is in me. Okay? And my mind is changed completely because I have the mind of Christ. Then I thought about that hole in the coconut. And I thought, you know what, that's absolute rubbish. It may be wise. You know, when I said it to you, it seems wise. But it's absolute rubbish. Because what he's saying is, you're limited. And I believe what Christ says is, my grace for you, my wisdom for you, my revelation for you is unlimited. You may be limited by your circumstances and experience, but you're not limited in my kingdom. That's where you're heading to. So I actually had to remove that word. I had to remove that label from me. Do you follow me? I had to actually say, you know what? Nah, I'm not in the coconut. It may sound like good philosophy, but I don't live by philosophy. I live by relationship with Christ. I don't ditch wisdom. I don't ditch knowledge. I don't ditch experience. But my identity is not those things. That may be my functionality. Am I losing you? Okay, you know the difference between identity and functionality. Functionality is what I do. Identity is who I am. And my objective is always to be in my identity and function through that. Not to be a victim, but to say this is my identity. I am a child of... Thank you. Okay, so that is the new name given to you. Okay. You may not be a Pradeep and have a nice Sanskrit name as the dispeller of darkness. Okay, you may just be Ian. I don't know what Ian means. Okay. But guess what? Your name is really what? Son of the living God. And your functionality is to subdue what has been created. Okay, that's what it says. The purpose of Adam to name was what? You rule over them. If I label you, I have authority over you. That was his purpose. He's defining how the creation will function. So I'd like to invite people. Four people. Because I will be the first one, so I wanted five. You see, some time ago, when I shared the thing about my name, Manik Tala, as people who trade well, clients joked, well, no wonder your invoices are high. It's your tradition. You follow me? And I thought, you know what? I'm not sure I want that label. Till somebody said to me, he said, Mr. Maniktal, I'd like you to tell me. Because my question was, what is your vision? 
What is your future? Where are you going to be? And he said, no, no, you tell me. And I said, why? He said, because I find your vision for me is always bigger than my vision for myself. And I thought, I got it. You see, I am not a trader of dead stones. I'm a maker of beautiful garlands. Okay, so like Peter was a fisher of men, I am a maker of people to be beautiful ornaments before God. Now you may say, well, that's boastful. Look, family, remember? Crooked circle. I don't always manage to do it, but that's how I define myself. Okay, that's the label I've put on to say, okay, somebody declared it over me and I'll accept it. My name isn't a peddler of second-hand gems. My name is, I take gems and I arrange them and I cast a vision that makes people into 